As you know, this month's touchstone is nonviolence. The prompt for this reflection was, the commitment to nonviolence is essential to oppose and subvert a culture of violence that is so damaging. Nonviolence is an essential tool in the work to repair the world. This topic really resonates with me because one of the concerns that is on my top 10 list of things that keep me awake at night is the violence that we humans everywhere direct towards one another. For example, the police brutality in the United States, the conflicts and unrest in so many countries around the world, which I hear about because when I can't sleep, I listen to the BBC World Service on my headphones as I'm lying in bed, which maybe is not the best choice when trying to relax. And even the intolerance in our interactions with others online via social media. For my reflection this morning, I wanted to share with you the words of a few people who are recognized as promoters of nonviolence. I had originally compiled a lot more material, but due to time constraints, I've had to condense it down to these three selections, which unintentionally ended up being completely Christian and male-focused. But I thought the best place to start was with the words attributed to Jesus in Matthew chapter 5, starting with verse 38. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But now I tell you, do not take revenge on someone who wrongs you. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, let him slap your left cheek too. And if someone takes you to court to sue you for your shirt, let him have your coat as well. And if one of the occupation troops forces you to carry his pack one mile, carry it two miles. When someone asks you for something, give it to him. When someone wants to borrow something, lend it to him. You have heard that it was said, love your friends, hate your enemies. But now I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may become the children of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun to shine on bad and good people alike, and gives rain to those who do good and to those who do evil. Why should God reward you if you love only the people who love you? Even the tax collectors do that. And if you speak only to your friends, have you done anything out of the ordinary? Even the pagans do that. Before moving on from the Bible, remember this proverb, which is based on chapter 26, verse 52 of Matthew. Live by the sword, die by the sword. As I was doing additional research on this topic, I learned about a universalist minister whom I had never heard of before, Aidan Ballou. He lived from 1803 to 1890 and was a proponent of Christian non-resistance and the founder of the Hopedale Community, a utopian commune based on Christian and socialist ideologies which, which existed from 1841 to 1856. I had also never heard of Hopedale before, but the town still exists and is only 20 miles southwest of us, down Route 16 adjacent to Milford. If you've never been there, you may want to consider visiting someday. In fact, John and I made a mini pilgrimage there last Sunday in preparation for my reflection today. We took a walk near Hopedale Pond and visited the statue of Aidan Ballou in the park named for him. If you're interested in learning more, there is a Friends of Aiden Ballou website at aidenballou.org. I'm not so sure about the idea of creating an isolated community of people dedicated to Christian ideals, 
Because it seems to me what the world needs, especially today, is people to spread these ideals, <clears throat> including nonviolence throughout all communities. But I do agree with Aidan Ballou's teachings, which are preserved in his writings, and also the hymns which he compiled in the Hopedale Collection of Hymns and Songs for the Use of Practical Christians. The words for the hymn we just sang this morning, Years Are Coming, are attributed to Aidan Ballou, and they were set to the same tune as Blue Boat Home, in case you were wondering why it sounded familiar but couldn't place it. And in case you were wondering what a falchion is, it is a one-handed, single-edged sword of European origin, which was found in different forms from around the 13th century and into the 16th century. Finally, I wanted to conclude with a brief mention of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. When Jim gave his reflection last month on reverence, for me, the person who came to mind as the one I most revere was Dr. King. At least that is the only person of whom I own a t-shirt with their picture on it, so that must mean something. The reason why I hold Martin Luther King in such high regard is because he dedicated his life to his values, including nonviolence, even though he knew he was putting himself at great personal risk and ultimately paid with his life. This is a paragraph from his acceptance speech on the occasion of the award of the Nobel Peace Prize in Oslo, December 10, 1964. Nonviolence is the answer to the crucial political and moral question of our time. The need for man to overcome oppression and violence without resorting to violence and oppression. Civilization and violence are antithetical concepts. Negroes of the United States following the people of India have demonstrated that nonviolence is not sterile passivity, but a powerful moral force which makes for social transformation. Sooner or later, all the people of the world will have to discover a way to live together in peace and thereby transform this pending co cosmic elegy into a creative psalm of brotherhood. If this is to be achieved, man must evolve for all human conflict, a method which rejects revenge, aggression, and retaliation. The foundation of such a method is love. We have many examples of violence perpetuated in the name of Christianity, including the terrible punishments inflicted on those accused of witchcraft during the Salem witch trials, which occurred about 20 miles to the northeast of us. But I hope that by presenting these counterexamples through the words of a few inspirational figures, you will be motivated to find ways to practice nonviolence in your life, and by doing so, help to repair the world.